0: Welcome to the Bloodbath the True Crime Podcast. I'm Ashley. Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a gamble if I'm going to say Ash Ashley too. Yeah. You're on that. Look at that. And I'm <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> Hi. Hey. Hello. Hey, Jamie. Hi, Ashley. You know, you're really tired. I'm You've so had tired. A very busy day at work today, and now we just got back from axe throwing, and now we're here ready to record. Yay! Yay! Wake up. I'm trying. Grab a little so makeup. What? What? Grab a brush and put a little, <laughs> a little bit of makeup. I don't need another shake up. I do leave the keys on the table. You want to. <laughs> you want <it> to. <laughs> no, really, we wanted to make this podcast. So here we go. My case that I'm doing today. And we're not doing a double case today because we have people uh, coming from out of state and we want to spend time with them. So Yay. We'll get another another pride case next Friday. Yay. Uh, today, we're going to do the Jenny Jones killer. Jenny Jones. Yep. Jenny Jones. do you know what that is? I don't think so. It's the same level as Jerry Springer. Jerry, exactly. oh wait, yes. yes, I know this. I know this case. Yeah, I know it. And so I was like, it's going to be a pretty well known one, but it's still much needed because we're going to deep dive into the gay panic. It's important. Defense. It's very important, and it's still in forty-two states. I'll get there in a second. Just like ahead of myself, Matthew Shepard. He's thing. in my notes today. There you go. You know, What's up? <laughs> there you go. Here we go. Okay, and here we, we go. go. <laughs> it's like a three, two. <laughs> so, Scott Bernard. <laughs> Scott Bernard, amateur. 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 I watched a documentary. It's called The Media on Netflix like three times now just to like get more information. And they kind of all say his name a little bit different. Mm. But we're just going to call him Scott anyway. That works. <laughs> he was born January 26, 1963 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He lived a pretty normal childhood. Like, not like too much trauma going on. Mm-hmm. He had a happy healthy family that i totally accepted that he was gay well good for you happy yeah. and healthy like his brothers even quoted saying <laughs> his brothers even quoted saying like it didn't nothing changed when yeah. he told us like as it as it shouldn't you know <laughs> okay yeah we know yeah okay cool
1: you want to go play along? some catch <laughs> right like
0: what do you, wanna do? What you want to do on a cake cool what's for dinner <laughs> uh he dropped out of college though oh no he dropped out of high school and oh, then, shit. but he did that to join the army Okay. Back in the time when you could yeah. like do that, uh, he did working in satellite communications. Cool. I'm not sure like what that entails, but I'm pretty sure you would know, and probably people in the military knows. Satellites, satellites, right? That's yeah. pretty, that actually that's pretty cool. He yeah. probably would have joined the space force if he was still around. So my old friend Jim, who's like really old, uh-huh. that's what he did in the army. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. Good job, Jim.
1: At yeah. the time. Him
0: so much. <laughs> at the time of his murder he would be a bartender and he was a type of guy that just loved spending time with like interesting new people. Well that's a perfect job then. Exactly. You're a bartender. You get to meet new people every the time. night and those are some interesting fucking people. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Although the bar I did work at in Alva that was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun because it's just a bunch of they're genuinely genuinely generally pretty friendly (laughs) uh i taught (laughs) i taught one of my regulars what a silver fox was because he was a hundred percent a silver fox and he was like what does that mean and i was like well buddy (laughs) (laughs) well you (laughs) see the thing is if you if you look in the mirror there there you go (laughs) (laughs) there you go Uh, going back to his army days, this is when he came out to his family. Was when he was in the army. Okay, and, yeah, they just and like, the cool. army didn't know because you know probably not. don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, I mean considering the timeline, yeah, yeah. uh In 1955, Scott was living at an apartment complex in Michigan, and that's where he met 24-year-old Jonathan Schmitz, Schmitz, through a mutual friend named Donna Riley. Okay, Scott was immediately attracted to Jonathan. I'm going to call him John probably for the rest of this. To John, John, <laughs> John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he wanted to get to know him some more. Mm-hmm. He asked Donna, Scott asked Donna, if she knew his sexual orientation, and she did not. She did say that he only dates women, but his family has asked him in the past if he was possibly gay. Huh. Which, correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't do that, right? You're never supposed to out somebody. Exactly. You don't say, and On that gay? note, keep that. Okay. This is a very conflicting story it's not conflicting what he does and there's no there's no confliction behind that yeah but just a more a morality to it i guess yeah so we'll get there though i feel like there'll be more of a discussion at the end (laughs) uh due to not knowing john's sexual orientation scott wanted to shoot his shot in the most special way that he could think of shoot your shot yo not this way though just don't do it uh so let's get into jonathan schmitz okay you'll 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 see no <laughs> i know you gave me no i know the story i just i yeah. mean shoot your shot but not like that even like that no we'll get there we'll get there okay. hold on <laughs> i have so much to say on this yes okay as <laughs> i said it's conflicting but we'll get there uh let's take a step back learn about john john was born january 26 1963 in pittsburgh pennsylvania wait no no Mm-mm. it's wrong that's wrong pause <laughs> sorry my nose got a little mixed up there <laughs> Jonathan was born July 18th, 1970. Happy birthday, Dad. That's my birth wait, my dad's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's my birthday. That's <laughs> not my birthday. <laughs> hey Marty. <laughs> what Marty <laughs> That's actually my dad's name. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so he kind of claims geez, that his dad was abusive, but yes, in a way, but not in the way that we're thinking, in the true crime aspect of like people being abused. He skipped school one day. His dad whipped off his belt. He smacked him on the ass with it, dragged him back in the class. Okay, like it's not abusive, but like don't do that. <laughs> you know, it's, it was a different time. It was the fucking seventies, nineties. Like, you know, it's a different time. I mean, I had to go get the brush myself when yeah. I was acting up. Was My go dad, go get your paddle. <laughs> whipped out his belt all the time. So, I mean, yeah, saying it's abusive, it's abuse, but it's not. But are thinking. It's not like a child cut it. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's a different type it's a different type i guess yeah anyway so now we're gonna get into the jenny jones show the jenny jones show was an american syndicated daytime tabloid talk show jerry, That's what Nick jerry Be- that. aka jerry springer but a female co-host or a female host named jenny jones jenny jenny if you don't know what jerry springer is you little youngins google it <laughs> <laughs> get your jerry beads <laughs> <laughs> no essentially jerry springer is literally you just bring people on and you tell them that you're having an affair for the last five months with their best friend. Picture this, though: like, <laughs> you, you're staying home from school because you're sick, mm-hmm. and it's the middle of the day. It's and on. You turn on the TV. The only entertaining thing you have <laughs> is Springer. Jerry fucking Springer. It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hate. My mom was obsessed with that show. Like, she loved watching it. <laughs> she would. I was about to say, makes sense. <laughs> it makes so much sense. <laughs> so, with that kind of in mind, like, what this show is. Like what jerry springer is and jenny jones is pretty much the female version of that it's 100 percent the female version of it this is how scott decided that he was going to tell john that he had a crush on him okay scott would always watch this show so he wrote into it and told him about how he had a crush on a man but didn't know if he was gay or not but wanted to tell him okay so that's exactly what happened right on march 6 1995 john agreed to be on the show when when they reached out to him saying he had a curiosity The producers told him that it could be a man or a woman, but they definitely implied that it was a woman. Ooh. Here's the clip in which she's getting the the crowd all riled up, getting them going, doing what she's supposed to be doing. Right. And then Scott sharing his fantasies that he has about John before he comes out onto the stage. He's wearing, like, headphones in the back. He can't hear anything that's going on. Now, which of these ways would you choose to reveal your secret crush on someone? A, would you write that person a letter? B, would you tell the person in private in case he rejects you? Or C, would you tell that person that you're gay and you hope he is on national television? He knows you're gay, right? Yeah. Do do you know that he is? No. Anything's possible. (laughs) <laughs> you hope, you hope. Do you have any reason to think he is, Donna? I mean, not really. He, um, he said that his family kind of questioned him on it. What is it that's so exciting about him to you? Um, he's got a cute little hard body. Um, you know, when you just want to pick up and put your Kiro cabinet, you know, dust him up once in a while. Do <laughs> you want oh, to physically pick him up? Oh, he's just a tiny little cute thing. He's gorgeous. <laughs> On him. You're done. Okay, so now he's coming out, okay? Mm-hmm. But he not coming there. out. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> he comes out completely straight. Right. Uh he sees Donna, hugs her, and kinda is looking at I think he's like hoping it's Donna in yeah. a way, you know. And then him and Scott just have one of the most awkward hugs I've like ever seen in my life where Scott like has his entire arm wrapped around his like neck like trying to like give him like a real hug yeah but he's keeping a, a good space which I doing like a sideways hug like the girl hug when we don't want our boobs to like touch the guy that's making us hug him give me that Christian sad <laughs> exactly exactly what he's doing and then this happens did you think Donna had the crush on you did I no we're good friends well guess what it's Scott that has the crush on you you lied to me <laughs> oh yeah that you lied to me and so this entire time he just has like this this uncomfortable permanent smile on his face the entire time. he's playing good like he's he's not trying to be an asshole and there's no signs that he was angry like actually angry or violent in any way mm-hmm. or that he was angry like there was no signs they even they got on the plane after the show left he or he's before that he like ask him they're like you know would you ever consider that whatever and he's like well i'm definitely a heterosexual (laughs) like wanting the audience and now the world millions to know that no i am not gay so we can get into this right now for since it's the topic of it how do you feel now with how this happened i it's it's a tv show and okay but imagine that you have not as a as a male and getting into the trial and like his family they're very homophobic they're not very good with gay people. Well, it sounds like they need to be more open minded. Well, yeah. But <laughs> well, think that you just got brought onto national television, and even if you are gay and you know how your family is, that wasn't that you didn't get the chance to, open, to come out. You just got put on the spot on fr- in front of millions of people. Okay, to come yeah, out. that wasn't really cool to ask. Are you gay? That's but the- they could have still gone with this story and been like, "Hey, he has a crush on you." He could have been like, "Sorry, I'm not interested." But you don't ask somebody, "Are you gay?" Or, well, it's not even that. It's just the fact that even if he was, though, now he has to come out on national television. Like that should be that's a sincere moment that you have it with is, your friends. Yeah. Like, you you do that person by person, like, and let them know, not to millions at one time. So I think it was a very flawed and they he says you lie to me Mm -hmm. like they imply that it was a woman and it's really fucked up. And obviously he's okay with gay people. He has a gay friend. He has Scott Scott is his friend and they all hang out. They play cards. They after they go onto the plane, they go home. They went back. They played games at home like. There was a little inside joke where he found a reflector light. This comes into the story later, too. He finds a little reflector light when they're, like, walking. He goes, here you go. Now you can fix your car because his car, like, front light was out. And they all laughed. Oh, nice. Like, this was an okay thing. But not an okay thing. But, like, he wasn't he wasn't angry at that point. Mm-hmm. So let's get more on track with my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of know this story well, which isn't always a good thing. So then I go off the notes. <laughs> So after, like, right before they ask him if he, like, how he's feeling when he, like, lets people know that he is straight, Mm -hmm. uh, he has Scott, she has Scott first talk about his fantasies again, where he talks about, while he's sitting right next to him, tying him up in a hammock, and there'll be, like, whipped cream and strawberries and champagne involved, and... (laughs) John's just like, well, I'm definitely heterosexual. <laughs> like, yeah, that's kind of uncomfy. Yeah, but he's smiling. It's so the smile has like a moment where it's like, oh, my God, the defense <laughs> has a moment. Yeah. Uh, the crowd goes wild once he says he's a heterosexual and whatever. The show's fucking dumb. I can't I can't do it. <laughs> Three days after this event happened on Jenny Jones on March 9th, 1995. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we're going back in time. Mm. Uh, John came home from work and found a construction light sitting by his door with a note from Scott that said, you have the right tools to turn this on implying a sexual connotation. Okay. Okay. It was at this very moment that it clicked into John's head that he was so humiliated that now he was going to kill Scott. That seems I have have an amazing quote later that from somebody else on uh trial by media from netflix that will cure anything like i'm gonna say humiliated because that's how he felt right but the sentence will like be like a a light bulb moment where it's just like yeah seriously Mm -hmm. (laughs) so this motherfucker drove to the bank got cash out drove to another store got ammunition drove to another store to buy a 12 gauge shotgun He had plenty of time. That's first degree murder, right? That's premeditated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Keep that in mind. (laughs) (laughs) He decided to go confront Scott without the gun first, started to talk to him. Supposedly he was saying some flirty stuff. Wasn't like dropping down the, not almost say act, but he was, he wasn't dropping it and he wasn't respecting that. John's feelings. Okay. So John told him he had to grab something from his car, which indeed in his eyes he did. And he went and grabbed the 12 gauge shotgun Scott's neighbor was out, Mr. Gary, and he starts yelling. He's like, Gary, help me. He's got a gun. And uh, John uses, like, the the tip of the gun to, like, pull the door open more. Scott grabs, like, a wicker chair and is just like, what? Like, come on, whatever he's saying. And Scott fires two times. I mean, John, sorry. John fires two times. Shooting him in the chest, killing him pretty much instantly. Mm -hmm. After... This whole thing happens. John drives over to a nearby gas station and calls nine one one from a payphone to confess. Okay. And he's immediately taken into custody, arrested. Like he gives a full confession. I need JCS psychology and observe to get these videos. <laughs> I want them to analyze it so bad. Yeah. Oh my god, he's so good. I like. Oh, it's, I want it. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> so this case was. Media frenzied. Oh, I bet they were. It's the first of its kind—a reality t- or re- is it reality TV? I guess that's talk show TV. T- tabloid. Yeah. Whatever. It's like it's the first of its kind. This has never happened because of a TV show. It seemed as if within hours after Scott's murder, the news and media was already covering every detail of the case. Authorities and court staff knew right away that this was going to be a twenty-four-seven media coverage. The shit was all over the news. Oh yeah, everywhere. The prosecution immediately wanted to charge Jonathan with first-degree murder, but many jurors, reporters, and viewers at home felt sympathetic for John and angry at the Jenny Jones show for what happened. Um, it is still his fault. (laughs) (laughs) He still committed the murder. (laughs) He still went to three different destinations and had plenty of time to cool the fuck down. I do personally think that the Jenny Jones show should carry a little bit of this, like, on her shoulders, you know? Like... You know what sh- you know what you were doing, and they imply that it was a woman. Like you, you don't just do that to somebody. You don't take someone's sexuality and use it as entertainment and exploit it. Yeah, they definitely uh, exploited is the perfect word for mm-hmm. that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I said that. <laughs> uh, so what Amy said, she's one of the persons on the trial media show on Netflix. Mm-hmm. When asked if it would be if it should be considered humiliating and she says no it shouldn't be humiliating humiliating Imagine if every time a woman is hit on at the bar, she can just fly into a rage and kill that person. Seriously. That's what I was thinking. Exactly. I was like, okay, so this is just a dude who won't take no for mm-hmm. an answer. But the only problem is that he did it on national television. But like... <laughs> but it's not justified. I'm just, I you know. I still <laughs> wouldn't murder that person. Be no! like, okay, oh. I'm uncomfy. <laughs> so like, just take your little homophobic self out of the equation, go to the mountains, you little green Grinch, and get some time to yourself. See get spend some time with the woods i feel like the most i would do is like get one of my like guy friends or something that's like big and buff yeah. and be like stop messing around <laughs> you know like intimidation that's like as far as i would go i don't think even I'd, that i don't see like I, I, you doing exactly. that exactly that's just like a I'm thing that saying, you think of doing and you're like, like no that's stupid the farthest i would go right? though. Like, not murder <laughs> it's so stupid not with a shotgun no not with anything jeez not with a box cutter <laughs> shotguns are so bad. So the defense goes with the gay panic defense. It does have a different name now, but I'll get into that in a second. Okay. Here's exactly what that means. The gay panic defense strategy is a legal strategy that asks a jury to find a victim's sexual orientation or gender identity expression is to bl- is to blame for a defendant's violent reaction, including murder. It is not a freestanding defense uh, to criminal liability, but rather a legal tactic used to bolster other defenses. When a perpetrator uses the lgbtq plus panic which is what it's called now because this is still a thing defense they're claiming that a victim's sexual orientation or gender identity not only explains but excuses a loss of self-control in a subsequent assault by full, by fully or partially acquitting the perpetrators of crimes against lgbtq plus victims this de- this defense implies that lgbtq plus lives are worth less than others ex- <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's worth less than others it makes me so angry you're gonna hate me (sighs) oh why devil's advocate here Mm -hmm. just just to play devil's advocate it is similar to a crime of passion because it's something that happens on a whim in the moment in the moment you're upset about something and you kill somebody and that's like that's the bottom line of that defense, mm-hmm. but it's still bullshit at the end of the day. Like you what it like like you said if if every woman who ever got hit on at the bar ever felt that way. Like what if she just thought that guy was there super would, ugly and she was like so offended by exactly. it. Exactly. There would no. be no men left. No. None. <laughs> They'd all be dead. Murdered. I do yeah, that way of putting it though. It it doesn't it makes sense but I don't, I fucking hate it. it Doesn't make it right. (laughs) So one of the most recognized cases used using the gay panic defense was that of Matthew Shepard, which you covered two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now this is called, as I said, the LGBTQ plus panic rather than the gay trans panic, because the former former is an inclusive phrasing, which recognizes that the defense strategy impacts all folks in the LGBTQ plus community. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, how about we just get rid of it? Mm, Maybe. Okay. Despite people trying to get it banned, as of July 1st, 2019, only eight states have passed bans on it. Those would be California, Illinois, Rhode Island, Nevada, Connecticut, Maine, Hawaii, and New York. So you cannot use it there. Good. Yeah. Which I've, I i do not even, a crime of passion, passion, of crime, crime of passion, crime of passion. One of my favorite new uh, podcasts, by the way. Uh, I don't think that should be a thing either. Really? No. Like you get less time because you just snapped that day. Like, no, you still murdered somebody i don't agree with you there (laughs) i don't because like there's just there's just times when people don't have it their walk away capacity to to deal with things and they can't walk away. like if you're being abused like fully abused and you're you're afraid that okay but that's that's, a crime of passion no i'm talking about crime of passion where it's just like you're the abusive asshole and you just had that moment and now you get to get away in seven years Mm. if a duck quacks it's a fucking duck if there's a history of abuse though they wouldn't do it as a crime of passion it has to be like no history of abuse just random on a whim like oh shit i accidentally murdered this person because i was upset i don't agree (laughs) (laughs) that's fine it is fine (laughs) okay so the trial scott's defense team argued that he had been diagnosed with manic depression and graves disease which is an autoimmune autoimmune whoa autoimmune disease that affects the thyroid <laughs> yeah signs and symptoms of this may include irritability muscle weakness sleeping problems a fast heartbeat poor tolerance of heat high, hey diarrhea Hi. and unintentional weight loss it's weird how none of those side effects were um murder <laughs> it's weird what if- <laughs> Possibly I raging. just started this new medicine. One of the side that's effects is side committing mind. murder, homicide. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, Scott was found guilty of second-degree murder. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> you know, driving to a bank and a store and then another store. Yeah, and that's it's not premeditated at all. Different. Yeah. objectives there he was sentenced to 25 to 50 years in prison and released at around 21 on good behavior and now at the age of 58 has a net worth of one to five million dollars i don't know how and i don't want to know how because i don't like him wow <laughs> and that's where he is now the moment for the trial though where where uh john is just smiling trying to you know play nice the defense i Oh my God! You have to listen to this documentary. The <laughs> the lawyer for their side, he has um, what's the dad in the ranch? What's oh, that Ashton voice. Hitcher? He has yeah. that voice, and it's just like I was waiting for you to call me. <laughs> like he was like I was one-, he literally says I was I was wondering when you were gonna call me because he's like the greatest. Oh my God! And gets Jenny Jones on the stand and sh- the entire time she's just smiling. He goes, "So, do you know that you're smiling?" And she's like, "Yeah, I think I am." Like you know, whatever. And he goes. Would you say that you're comfortable up there? And she was just like, I wouldn't exactly say that I'm comfortable. That She goes, he goes, oh, almost like how John was on your show. Ooh. And that very moment was just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just silence and the mediators like talking. He's just like, nobody prepared her for him. <laughs> wow. I love that. Yeah. That's amazing yeah so what I've heard on this is that they tried to hold the Jenny Jones legally responsible mm-hmm. they for this. did uh try to sue them, but yeah. it got overturned right yeah, which yeah I mean they're kind of you kind of know what you-, you know the show mm-hmm. so you know what you could get into and they did say, as I say, it's very conflicting because, like, I am no way on John's side, uh-huh. but I understand him being upset, but not upset to the point of murder. But I right. understand even even uh Scott's brother says that he is a victim too, and I don't. I'm not gonna go as far as say a victim, but like, <laughs> I can't agree with him on that. But he is what's another word? I don't. I don't have like another. You know, I'd say. He was a victim in a way, but his response was wrong. Irrational. Yeah. Uh Yeah. I don't know. He, he, he suffered a little. He was humiliated in his eyes. It's just, it's a saying as your feelings are valid. Yeah. His feelings are valid. His feelings that. were, yeah. Especially knowing that his background was a little bit homophobic with his parents. His feelings were valid up until the point he chose murder. Exactly. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. And then he, then he, he woke up, you know, choosing violence yeah. and we were like, mm, no, nope, you're done. Even So, like, the juries on this were interviewed, too, like, afterwards. And one of them was talking about how she was like, I was telling my husband that I wouldn't mind having a son like John. What? Yeah. Lady, what? Yeah. I know. No. It's, no. <laughs> it's weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind having a murderer for a son. Yeah. Just because, and, That's like, wild. I feel like one of her reasons was that... You know, he turned himself in immediately he he, he didn't he really did snap I, he could have been on the episode of snapped yeah i'd say that was a snap a little bit i think he might have had like an extended snap since he went to three different so many, stores that's what I'm saying. Like in those in those moments in those mileage that you were putting on your car you didn't have one moment of like like what what was scott saying he could have been in a blind rage yeah, because that does happen where people just they see red or they see black and they just do not think monster. Exactly. <laughs> and they're just like, got to kill. Got to do it now. Here I go killing again. It was like his only outcome of it. I just I just don't understand. And he he's not a violent person in the back, like the back of his life. Like so then it would be a crime of passion. Yeah. However, you use the gay panic defense and that's not OK. Um, I there's so many other options that like you could have had a conversation with him and said, hey, I don't think we should be friends anymore. I mean, supposedly he did. He he didn't went, leave. He walked, I didn't leave. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> Better than jail. Literally, go rent a cabin, sit in a jacuzzi for a little bit, like relax. Get some time. Yeah. Get a girlfriend. Like <laughs> right. Like, you want You want him to leave you alone? Anything. Get a girlfriend. Stop talking to him. It's, this is more so talking to people who might be like going through this right now at this point? But yeah. this fucker's out and making money. I mean I that's, I just can't I can't no so that was a Jenny Jones killer thanks I hate it I hate it I hate things that are conflicting it's funny that uh we disagreed on that because I just shared a, a meme where I was talking about the co-host having a different viewpoint and where it gets all heated but it's mm-hmm. like wait does it have to get heated though <laughs> <laughs> you can have different opinions weird it, it's allowed <laughs> it's really funny though you don't have to have everyone in your group be agreeable no that if if you have a friend that's only agreeing with you that's not, not a friend, friend. <laughs> you gotta tell it as it is that's like what brayden says about you know facebook being your own sounding wall or yeah. whatever where everybody's just repeating things back to you that you want to hear <laughs> oh you're so beautiful it's okay to have differing opinions and have different things that's what makes us human yay, yay. <laughs> all right so you can catch us at bloodbath podcast on instagram that's our podcast that's, wait what what that's crazy instagram Did, no i'm saying bloodbath i'm just being <laughs> i thought he said something wrong you <laughs> didn't you're doing great i'm you're fucking doing great, with you sweetie. <laughs> why is that sound why is this the because I- we laughed i hope <laughs> no sound waves are looking shady uh it's bloodbath on twitter and tiktok and our sticker will be on sale here soon so keep up to date on our instagram for the- that and rate review review. (laughs) (laughs) on Apple and follow on Spotify and anything else you can do to show us your love. We have a a Patreon. Mm -hmm. You can join our our Patreon group. First degree, second degree, and third degree tiers. They all get different things. Go check it out. (laughs) If you feel like supporting us. If you don't, that's cool too. You can just listen. That's 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 fun too. We love you guys. (laughs) And we'll catch you next week. But wait, there's more. Bye, bye huh? wait, 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 <laughs>